The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water, and what is happening on our planet Earth. As you all know, I just had a a press release with NASA, and we were talking about what is happening uh, with fresh water on the Earth. We all know that the astronauts have to keep continuing their program from the United States of America to be able to go out into space and study the water. This is what this show is all about, is the water. The United Nations just recently discovered and reported each person needs between 20 and 50 liters of safe, fresh water a day. That's a day to drink for cleaning, cooking. One in six people worldwide, and this is a worldwide show, there are 894 million people that do not have access to life-saving water. Now, that's serious. And what are these water wars about? What is happening with Israel and the Palestinians with that river that is drying up and they cannot, they have no water? Why don't they stop fighting and come together and learn that fresh water is for what's best for all? Worldwide, diarrhea is the leading cause of illness and death. One billion children live without basic sanitation. Every 20 seconds, a child dies because of of, uh, bad sanitation and unsafe water. This is 1.5 million people dying a year. 5,000 children a day are estimated without water, safe water, sanitation. Per person on our planet... It takes 2,000 to 5,000 liters of water to produce one person's daily food. And this is what we're going to be talking about today with Dr. Payton as a very special guest. We're going to discuss with his background and what he's been learning about the food we're eating. Just remember, it takes 2,000 to 5,000 liters of water a day to produce one person's daily food. Now, last Monday, it was announced by the United Nations We just gave birth to our one billionth person, seven billionth person on Earth. We now have seven billion people living on our planet Earth with us. Seven billion. We're living with polluted dry air and and the problems of the air and dry skin and dry eyes. And and what is happening to our eyes and the dry skin and our food we're eating? Uh, This is what this show is all about. Dehydration diseases have not been understood or educated or researched enough, and I call it dehydration disease. The day you were born, you were brought into this earth, you no longer had the pocket or water around you. You came to live with almost like you were naked. You didn't have the water, but the eyelid opened and the eyes were exposed. The eyes are not covered by the skin all day, so you're at the mercy of breathing fresh air that must have water, moisture in the air. It's estimated that 45 million people in our world are blind. 
135 million visually impaired. By 2035, it's going to be outrageously out of control. We need to learn together, and this is what our show is. It's proactive. It's teaching you to join this new, let's call it chic environmental concerns, to be more conscious of the new culture of people who really want to live longer, be well. Don't run to the medicine cabinet. Listen to our show. The most exciting people come on World Talk Radio, Voice America, Apple iTunes, and want to learn together what we can learn, how to be healthier, and be well. Earth has the power of the water, humans are the mirror in the water, and our mission can save children and your life. Today we have Dr. Philip Payton, who is uh, going to discuss with us his life, past his life, and I'm excited about that, before he became an ophthalmologist, and he's on the board of ophthalmology with um, honors, and you'll learn a lot about what he's been doing in research and his practice every day. But Dr. Payton started something fascinating, and that was one of the reasons we wanted the show today. He's gotten very much into what you're eating, and we're calling it we're calling it veggies, but I'm going to call it vegan eating and what it relates to your health. We're going to listen to our sponsor from Biologic Aqua Research Center, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know that the surface of your eyes are water? You need to maintain that, no different than you're drinking eight to ten glasses of water a day with just a mist, mist, tissue culture water, with just a mist, exciting, very comfortable, at your computer for every day, no different than getting up and drinking water. Give your eyes a, a mist a few times a day. The thirst quenching they require. I'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with our special guest, Dr. Payton. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Dr. Payton, I want to thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's my honor to be here. Well, I was excited because you have taken a real commitment and learning more about um, our learning to eat the right vegetables and better diets, and, and that was one of the reasons I brought you in today. But tell our audience about your past. Uh, where did you where did you start out your education? And you're now an ophthalmologist, but you started out your education at Cornell. Yeah, I um, actually started at the University of Kansas undergraduate with a math chemistry major and went to Cornell University in the Ph.D. program in chemistry (laughs) and wound up on the faculty there. So I was at Cornell a total of eight years uh, teaching chemistry and um, uh, at the conclusion of eight years of academia, I decided to go to medical school and and get out of education and go into the practice of medicine. At the conclusion of medical school, I decided to uh, do a residency in ophthalmology uh, with a subspecialty in diabetic eye care and medical retina care. So for the past, um, I did my residency in Portland, Oregon at Oregon Health Sciences University 
and then moved to Medford, Oregon 26 years ago uh, doing uh, general ophthalmology and cataract surgery, but again with a specialty in medical retina and in particular treating the the vascular complications of diabetes in the back of the eye. Mm-hmm. Before we start into the show about what we're going to be discussing with you today, what is it, what is happening out there that people are, the, the lack of education with the eyes? I know in school, Dr. Payton, they're not giving education and health education about how to take care of your eyes as well as they should. We learned how to eat carrots, and our parents said when we were young, not to sit close to the television set. Now they're sitting close to computers. But what is happening out there now? Because blindness is every three, and in China it's every three seconds, and in the United States it's about every four seconds. We're going to be learning today that what is happening here is our, it's, it's out of control. We're not learning enough. People need to learn more about proactive reasons uh, of better health education, taking better care of themselves, not just to live to be old, but they want to want good, healthy vision. What did you learn about the eyesight? What is it people need to learn? What is it that people need to learn that they don't have time to talk to their doctors about when they're in on a vi- with a visit? Well, it's really different in the developing world and in the the affluent Western world. They, uh, blindness in, in Africa and Southeast Asia uh, often involves parasites or infections, and is is avoidable by hygiene, clean water, um, uh, etc. But the blindness in the United States, the the leading causes of blindness are. Um, uh, a certain amount of glaucoma, more macular degeneration, and retinal vascular disease. And these are not infectious diseases and they're not related to, to hygiene or antibiotics or anything like that. They are, uh, with the exception of glaucoma, they're diseases that relate to the health of the circulatory system and the overall health of the person. And so what, what we need to know to take it, to prevent blindness in the developing world is, um, we need to know what it is that we can do to improve our general health, vascular health in particular, and, um, and general health specifically. And so I spent, it was two years ago that I had my epiphany, and I spent 24 years working hard at figuring out how to do the best possible laser treatments to limit the damage of diabetes in the back of the eye. And my focus was, you know, here's this inevitable disease and this this prevalent disease, and what can we do to keep the damage in the eyes from, from destroying the, this person's vision? And it was a diabetic patient of mine who came in uh, two years ago, just over two years ago, and asked me if I had read the book, The China Study, and I didn't even know what it was. And he says, well, you're Mr. Prevention, because I had always lectured on, uh, we have a good study out of Harvard that leafy green vegetables do more to prevent macular degeneration than any other intervention possible. 
So I, I preach, I would uh, preach to every patient prevention for many, many years. He says, you're Mr. Prevention. What do you mean you haven't read the China study? So I read two books. One, the China study, which is written by a PhD at Cornell who spent 40 years studying the relationship between what humans eat and the, and their health care or their health outcomes. And in that book was reference to the Esselstyn work at the Cleveland Clinic and uh, a heart study that he did um, ultimately involved 18 patients that had already had all the heart surgery that they could have and were no longer candidates for heart surgery. And Esselstyn, who at the time was chief of staff at the Cleveland Clinic, which is widely regarded as the best um, uh, cardiology uh, heart surgery center in the world. And in fact, that's where heart uh, bypass surgery for hearts was invented. So I read that book, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease by Dr. Esselstyn. And it, um, it really changed how I look at, at, uh, at treating patients. I, I still, if I see a patient with diabetic retinopathy threatening their vision, I still try to treat the consequences of the disease. I just didn't understand at the time that the disease is, is in, in terms of type 2 diabetes or so-called adult onset diabetes is completely unnecessary. It's a, it's a disease you don't have if you don't go home. You know, Dr. Payton, we're going to take a break for a moment, this okay. moment of the show, and we'll come back. And I want you to tell them, the audience, and it's worldwide, about what you're learning about uh, not only diabetics, but everyday living to take better care of our health, and it will affect our eyes. Uh, we're going to take our break for a minute, and we'll be right back. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Payden, tell us about, you were talking about uh, diabetics, but 
And we know that their diabetics, it's, uh, diabetes is out of control. I, I cannot believe what has happened uh, from what I've learned in my studies. But, and it affects the eyes, but it affects everything about the, the life of the person, uh, their everyday living. What have you learned now about, and I noticed you mentioned Harvard, but we've had on the show uh, from Tufts University, Dr. Alan Taylor, who has been, that's all he studies is nutrition and eyes. And you're right on about this. You're, you're two years ago when you learned about the China study. And, and as you know, we've told you that we've had the author of the China study on. And we will try to get on, uh, Dr. Esselstein, uh, um, one of these days. We haven't called him yet, but you have become conv- convinced lives can be saved, better health. People can be much, uh, live much healthier if they learn what they're eating and watch that every day. Tell us what, what you mean by that. Well, uh, both, both books, the China study addresses all sorts of diseases, and the Cleveland Clinic book pre, uh, by Dr. Esselstyn uh, was talking about uh, cardiovascular disease uh, and heart attacks and blocked arteries. And the conclusion of both books is the same, And uh, the conclusion is that there is an optimal diet for large primates, and and humans are large primates. And the optimal diet uh, uh, involves uh, eating uh, almost exclusively whole whole foods of plant origin. And so, not if 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 ideal or optimal health is to be achieved, animal products should be an insignificant or absent part of the diet, and animal products, uh, comes as a surprise to many people, does involve uh, free-range organic chicken, it does involve wild fish, it does involve eggs, and it most certainly involves not doing dairy. Now, I'm going to stop for you for a second on uh, on the China study, uh, stop for a second, uh, the China study, his study went on how many years? Do you remember? Well, it, 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 it was many years ago that the data was gathered, and data gathering was a very, it was under two years, and it took them uh, another dozen years to crunch all the data. There was so much data gathered. And then why did he call, well, I know, but the audience says, why did he call it the China study? Well, the, the China study is one study that was done by Oxford University, Cornell University, and the government of China. Okay. And it, and it was inspired by the fact that they had the cancer map in China because the premier of China had died of, I believe it was bladder cancer. And before he died, he commissioned a study to, to study what cancers occurred in what counties in China. And the remarkable thing is, if you study counties in the United States, we all have the same disease load. If you look at prostate cancer or colon cancer or breast cancer, the sickest county in the United States and the least sick county in the United States have about the same amount of those cancers. Now, let's back up there for a second. I've heard this before, and this is fascinating. Uh, they, uh, I've heard for so long that where you live is your health, and um, and it, it, the effects of your health are 
uh, are widely known that a lot of people are affected by where they live and the people who are living there. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Okay. And now, that's something we all need to learn, doctor, because in my studies with dehydration disease and the water and, and the soil and the atmosphere, the air we're living in, is people don't realize that that can be all solved by learning to live with the earth where you're living and not expect the earth to want, will live with us. We have to learn. And, you know, there's something in our vanity worldwide that we want to look good, we want to feel good, we want to look young, who minds aging? But it's no fun not to feel good. And it is out of control today. People have every symptom from stress all the way down to, I don't care if it's sitting at a computer with carpal tunnel, obesity, or whatever it is, they're not learning. They have to learn to be more proactive to learn about these things. And that's why this show, uh, we've really been pushing our press releases, Dr. Payton, on getting people over to our show and World Talk Radio, Apple, iTunes, and Voice America to learn these things. Now, when they learned in China about the, the effect and the influences of the provinces that people lived in, they were, they were so much in common. And that is the fact, is that a fact here in the United States too and around the world it, where, where you live is very much a relationship of your, what your health is? No, where you live in the United States doesn't matter except for a few percent. The sickest county and the least sick county differ by about a ratio of one to two in okay. major, major cancers and heart, and heart disease. In China, it was 80 to one, a hundred, a hundred to one. In uh, wow. esophageal cancer, it was 721 to 1. So we had places that were, uh, breast cancer was 20 to 0. Uh, heart disease was very high levels in certain counties and 0. So instead of having disease everywhere at about the same levels. In China, there are areas that were virtually disease-free and other areas where these common so-called diseases of affluence were very common. And because these ratios were so striking, it was felt that this is a place to do a study to see why, you know, how is it you avoid esophageal cancer? Yeah. And so, the, and so they did the study on, but they studied everything these people ate, everything these people did. Uh, they used, uh, only rural Chinese counties because the people didn't move. And presumably, if people move around all the time, then they homogenize the population and mm-hmm. it's hard to know uh, you know, what they ate last year mm-hmm. because they didn't live in this county. Right. So they found stable counties and they found relationships between, uh, what they ate and, and the diseases they got. And whether it was heart disease or, uh, osteoporosis or any of our most deadly cancers, they found that a diet of of plant origin foods was protective in a diet of animal origin foods or uh, simple carbohydrates was uh, was caused cause disease. Mm-hmm. And this work, Esselstyn was aware that this work was going on and at the, in, at the Cleveland Clinic. He, instead of trying to prevent heart disease, took 
the uh, the the flunk outs of their surgery program. People that had had multiple heart surgeries, they still were cardiac cripples. They still had angina going on, and they weren't candidates for for more surgery. And he did he he got 18 patients referred to him, and all he did is modify their diet. He did not prescribe stress relief. He did not prescribe exercise. He was just very, very strict that they were to eat whole foods from plants, and he made sure that they were not eating a lot of nuts and sesame and avocado and other high-fat plants. Mm-hmm. And he wound up with a diet that's pretty different, not pretty different, it's very different from the I think you just, you just changed my, my <laughs> I've been studying nutrition for 40 years, but I've been loving, I like this, I got this new seasoning recently from a Thai family out of Salem, Oregon, Dr. Payton. It had a sesame seed, lemongrass, and some garlic in it, and it just is the most delicious one. <laughs> it's okay to use sesame for flavoring. Oh, um, okay. I'm, okay, thank you. <laughs> and and in, so these were 18 patients that had a life expectancy of a year, more okay. or less. 26 years later, all of them are alive, except for four non-cardiac deaths. Well, you know what you just told me, and the audience needs to hear this. They were cleaning out their pipes, called their artery, arteries. They cleaned out their pipes. And yeah. because they were cleaning... And audience, remember that. You, I don't care how old you are and how, um, how much you're just going to live to die with what you're eating, because uh, you're going to think, oh, my God, I'll die doing this. But if you want to live and be healthy and be active, remember your your arteries, your pipes have to be kept clean, wiped out, clean, cleaned up. And fresh, fresh vegetables is what he's saying is, now when you're talking about whole food vegetables, explain to the audience, that's a new term uh, around the world, whole food vegetables. What is that? Well, the, the, the whole foods is as important. It, the diet is described in four words, whole foods from plants and the whole foods is just as important as the from plants and that's why you'll never hear me use the word vegan the word vegan has got a bunch of of it's a trigger for some people and uh okay. a, a vegan diet merely means that there's no products of animal origin of any kind mm-hmm. and a, a vegan diet can be a very very inadequate and super unhealthy diet you can design vegan diets that are less healthy than eating, you know, baby back ribs and French fries every night. Mm-hmm. And the whole foods means that you you never eat, you do not eat extracted calories. For example, I'll educate them about that because you that's would something. Eat, yeah. Yeah. You would eat fruit, and you would eat fruit smoothies where you blend fruit, but you would never do fruit juice in an optimal diet uh, because you've extracted the fructose, you've extracted the sugar and left behind a lot of the micronutrients and especially the fiber. And so the, in fruit juice, the fructose is absorbed very quickly. It causes, it causes problems with uh, insulin and glucose metabolism and uh and it, it and it causes pathological hunger it causes a hunger it causes that craving a, that people a get. rush of energy yeah, followed by craving. cravings so in in the whole foods you do not use cooking okay, oil okay we're going to take another break 
I, I just wish we didn't have to have these breaks, but we're going to be right back and again, and we're going to talk about that craving because I think that's a key that a lot of people don't understand why it tastes so good. It's because it might not be good for you. <laughs> we're going to take a break for a moment. We're going to be right back. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Okay, we were talking about craving. You know, Dr. Payton, I have this. Uh, I have a job that someday I want to get out of and go back to studying again, but. Um, the radio show brings me back to focus on what the research is going on out there because we bring on people like yourself from all over the world. We've been all over the world with this as guests. But that word craving, you know, I've often wondered if the word craving is what's causing people to have the addictions. Uh, when they're born and they're brought into the world, they didn't ask to be addicted. And dehydration... Is, is if, if people are not detoxifying and happen to find an allergic reaction to something, they don't know what it is. But we get a craving for whatever it might be. Uh, I don't know what your craving is. Uh, I have this horrible thing if, and I don't eat it very often, but if I have one chip, I have to eat more chips. I always eat, for, uh, I like the healthier chips, the corn and the flax chips and so on. But there are people out there that have cravings. Uh, you know, what is happening? Is it because, is it because we're not getting enough of the whole fresh food vegetables like we, the dark green? And tell them about the dark green. Tell them what color of the vegetable, what color of fruit. What do we need to learn? Because if a person is liking what they're eating and it tastes so good, maybe it's not so good for you because yeah. you just craved it. Well, the, the the cravings and the crashes are different. So if you eat simple carbohydrates and you eat calorie-intense food, you get a rush of energy followed by a crash and, and pathological eating. But the cravings for things like like chips or or uh, a, a really good uh, meal with rich sauces, etc., the, the cravings are really, I think, uh, they're a result of the fact that the American diet uh, has evolved over the last 120 years from a diet that was pretty healthy with low, 
low levels of heart disease, low levels of cancer. Fresh garden um, vegetables. And, and lots and lots of plant-based foods and not a lot of refined foods because they didn't have refined foods 120 years ago. Mm-hmm. Two incredibly delicious foods. And the, the food manufacturers and the restaurants and the master chefs are competing with each other for a customer dollars to produce food that's better and better and better. But taste. I'll say something in their And defense. unfortunately, they've yeah. done it. Yeah, but yeah, I will say something in their defense. Since I'm in a world that you have to market and work in the business world you're in, it's, uh, it's like I've always said, Dr. Payton, the insurance companies, the health insurance company are publicly held companies. Their investors would not be investing in them if, if they didn't have want to make profit. What's happening out there with our food companies and our restaurants and, and what, what happened, the individuals were cra- craving, let's just say, a change. So somebody sparked off a better taste and all of a sudden the individuals decided they didn't care if they lived long or not. They loved the taste, the craving, and they started eating the worst food that anybody could ever eat in the face of, of, of any in the whole wide world. I've just had on our show Dr. Effie Chow from China, and she's a PhD, and she said she just cannot believe what's happening to people uh, in China and in the United States. What's the East? What's the West? What are we going to learn to do here? And the food companies, I think, are starting. You, when you go to the grocery store now, and now they're not just grocery stores. They're food co-ops or uh, better food places to buy, too, and our grocery stores are finding better produce and more, but... They're offering us choices now, whereas there for a while, Dr. Payton, do you remember? We didn't have a choice. That's right. And then and they were making their investors, because they're most all publicly held, making their portfolio managers money. Uh, everybody was making money. But now you're saying today to the listeners, think about those places that sell you the better uh, food to buy. And, and I was going to ask you today now, have you been studying anything about the distance of the food? You know, we're, we're here in the United States and around the world, we're getting these vegetables from so far away. And then Walmart came out, and I was very proud about Walmart, what they said. They want to start buying their vegetables closer to home so they're not having these vegetables come into their stores so far away. Because you can imagine if they come from a distance, they're not the quality than if you had it closer to where you live. Yeah, lo- local and organic are both correlate with more nutrients in the vegetables. Having said that, we're all a bit spoiled by the fact that um, in the dead of winter, we can have a, a salad and fresh produce, and the ability to move food quickly under refrigeration has allowed us to eat food from far away that would have, uh, uh, if, if it's properly handled and quickly delivered, the new the nutritional value is still good, but at least we have it in the dead of winter, and we're not eating just root vegetables and and things like that. Okay, let's so talk local, about what, let's local talk about and organic menu. is a plus, but right. also right. having a variety of foods in January right, in right. North America is wonderful. It is wonderful. Now, tell us about the menu that you would suggest that people should think about from morning, noon, and night to clean out those arteries, clean out well, those pipes. Well, and I don't care how young you well, are out there. Nobody's too young. to not, They've got to start thinking more about their diet. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, 
the uh, Cleveland Clinic patients, of course, 11 of the 18 had angiograms and repeat angiograms, and there's there's actual photographic proof that the narrowing of their heart arteries got better, and the collateral circulation got better. So there's this is this is not a diet that that stops the progression of cardiovascular disease. It is the diet that reversed angina and heart pain, and it reversed artery uh, blockages. And people that should have been dead 26 years ago aren't aren't dead. And his Ethelson's take on the whole foods from plants. Whole foods from plant plants does include nuts, avocados, and sesame seeds. Ethelson's diet does not include nuts, avocados, and sesame seeds. He went for the uh, the the low flat. He went for fruit, vegetables, um, uh, whole grains that are very very low. And the beans. Fat. I noticed in and, his book and, the beans. And legumes are key. Legumes yeah. are okay. the slowest carbohydrates on planet Earth, and they're they're very good for not getting a gush of energy followed by a crash. And he proved that he was cleaning out the pipes and in pictures and in the life of, of these people. And the diet was super low fat. Now, is it, isn't it fascinating? You know, you stop and think about um, the, um, and we're going to talk about how to, uh, to prepare this, but you stop and think, you think you're going to digest something uh, that's very carbohydrate and calories. That looks like it might digest very quickly because you feel so high on it. Let's just say the, uh, the um, reaction to your uh, high on it. I'm going to call it a high. And uh, all of a sudden you think, oh, I'll digest this. And all of a sudden your, artery, your arteries are really plugging up because it's causing. And Dr. Payton on the show, I have a tendency to tell everybody, it's causing the fact that you're not digesting your pipes. In other words, you're getting full of manure in there. And the manure isn't digesting out of the skin the way it should or going into the modern facilities of the sanitation the way it should. And a lot of people don't realize that you can be thin and have that happen, not digest your food, whereas the proper vegetables and fresh fruit that you're talking about do digest and clean out those pipes. And I don't think most people understand how common um, uh, hardening of the arteries is. Now, they've done autopsy, uh, autopsies on young teenagers that uh, died of uh, automobile accidents, and uh, a majority of them have... Uh, have coronary artery plaque, visible yellow streaks of, of cholesterol and cellular material in their coronary arteries at age 12. Oh. It's 88% by age 22 if you eat the Western diet or the so-called standard American diet, and it's 100% by age 50. So if, if you eat meat, dairy, eggs, white flour, white sugar, white rice, you um olive oil and other mm-hmm. cooking oils you have coronary artery disease mm-hmm. now that plaque may not rupture and it may not block an artery 100% of the time obviously it doesn't but the the disease has started in all of us if we eat a standard american diet and that is documented to reverse if you change the diet, and the diet that is recommended, whole foods from plants, 
has, instead of 37% of the calories coming from fat, it's 10%. And you don't count this and force it. You just eat veggies and beans and and whole grains, and you wind up with 10% of your calories from fat. And you reduce your protein, and this is really important and not understood by most people. You want to reduce your protein from 17% of calories to about 10%, and that's twice what you need for protein. So there's a nice safety margin, but not the high-protein diet that results in the stresses that we see on, on kidneys and liver. And the carbohydrates, here we're curing diabetics, and I mean curing type 2 diabetics. No medicine, no diabetes, no blood tests that suggest diabetes, with a diet in which you double the carbohydrates from roughly 40% of calories to 80%. Okay, we have to take, I'm sorry, another break. And we're going to take a moment, and we'll be right back, and we're going to talk about your education there because a lot of people think they know all about that. And they don't. We're going to be right back, and uh, we're taking a break. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel where the world comes to listen and talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. You know, Doctor, we were talking about, uh, people have been hearing about descriptions of carbohydrates, calories, um, all of these different descriptions. People don't understand them. Uh, you know, I don't care who you are out there. We forget. Uh, the calorie does what for our body? Well, there's only three macronutrients. And a macronutrient is a nutrient in your food that contains calories. And calories are energy, energy to produce heat or energy to produce muscle motion or energy to run chemical reactions to build enzymes or structural proteins. So the the macronutrients are fat, protein, and carbohydrates. And each one has been demonized or or held aloft as as wonderful by by different people. But so the truth is you need all three. Yeah, moderately. 
Exactly. Right. And the I, the the most misunderstood is protein. Protein. Uh, if you're a mammal. You need to build a body, you need to build your cellular mechanism, you need to build structure, you need to build muscle and brain. And a, a mammal cannot develop normal size and normal strength and normal brain uh, on less than five, you need 5% of your calories from protein. And at that point, you can, you can build a mammal. Now, how much protein a day? There's a lot of different stories out there. Let's say you've got an individual, an adult, who weighs about 180 pounds a man and a female that weighs about 120. What's the difference? What are the differences in how how much protein they should get a day? Okay, so we all eat uh, 2,000 calories a day, roughly, and that that might be 1,500 for a a woman, and it might be 2,400 for a man, but let's simplify life. We all eat about, ballpark, 2,000 calories a day if we're not gaining weight or losing Mm -hmm. weight, Mm -hmm. and that's heavy people and light people Mm -hmm. are still eating 2,000 calories a day. Mm-hmm. You need uh, uh, 10% of the, cal- of the calories would be 200 calories of protein is what you get on a whole foods from plants diet. 5%, which is 100 calories of protein, is the absolute minimum. You should never go below 100 calories of protein a day because you're going to be short of building blocks of molecules that you need. Now, 100 calories of protein at, at four grams, uh, four calories per gram is 25 grams of protein. That is, that is less than anyone eats. And you should absolutely not eat less than that. Mm-hmm. Ideal is around 50 uh, grams of protein or 60 where you're getting 10 or 12% of your calories from protein. That's twice what you need. It is a very adequate... Now, what do you think about protein drinks? Um, a lot of times, uh, I, I've been guilty in my years. I've been studying nutrition for 40 years, but I got cut up many years ago when I was younger on protein drinks. I'm not at it. I don't do it anymore. But what is your thinking about, let's say a person's in a hurry. They know they're not going to find time to eat as much that day until late in the day, and they have a protein drink. What is your opinion on that? Well, uh, unfortunately, protein drinks, uh, in the people I know who consume them, they're eating a, 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 a high-protein diet uh, consisting of uh, somewhere between 17 and 20% of their calories is protein, which is enough to be toxic and enough to be a major health problem, okay. especially if it's protein of animal origin. And then they add protein on top of that. So, mm-hmm. A, it's unnecessary, and B, it contributes to worse health outcomes in the long run, not better health outcomes. Okay, you just said a magic word, and we need to run into that one now. What you said unnecessary. What should? How would you prepare a meal for people to listen? When you're getting up in the morning and you're preparing a meal that you believe there are a couple of choices to start the day, what is the most ideal diet to start for breakfast? Well, you, you, the ideal diet has a lot of fiber, a lot of nutrients, enough protein, enough fat. But what is the food? And the food is uh, whole grain, whole grain cereals there or we go. oatmeal. Okay. And then you can add fruit or vegetables to the oatmeal. And, and you can throw in a, a green smoothie or okay. a fruit smoothie. 
Okay. And you you have an, an essentially perfect breakfast. Now morning. let's hear what you have for breakfast in the morning. I have a green. Uh, I have half of my green smoothie, half of an all fruit smoothie. I have oatmeal mixed with vegetables. Now I was asked to get you to tell us that. Now what do you? What vegetables do you put in oatmeal? I well, have raisins and oatmeal, but tell no, our audience no. about what vegetables. Most people don't do vegetables, but one, Anthony Yen is one of the patients in the Cleveland Clinic study, and he was an international businessman uh, originally from China, and everybody who followed Esselstyn's diet contributed their favorite recipes to his book, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease, and Anthony Yen's breakfast was, I don't put fruit in my uh, oatmeal, I put vegetables, and I have that same breakfast every day. Well, now, how do you, okay, we're going to back so up. And so what I had is okay, I, I cooked the oatmeal, old-fashioned oats, I cooked no, yeah, it. But now you're not using milk, you're using water to oh, cook your oatmeal? Yeah, yeah, water and oatmeal, and then I throw in frozen mixed vegetables. Frozen and, mixed vegetables. And Debbie, Debbie insists, my Debbie's wife, your wife. <laughs> insists that I throw in some lima beans, and then I cut up chard and kale, and I mix that in. So I just have vegetables and oatmeal. Now, this is a maverick breakfast. Most people eat fruit and oatmeal, which is okay. Vegetables and oatmeal is... Uh, now, okay, how big of a bowl of oatmeal do you have that morning? Oh, I, I, you know, I've never measured it. I would say if you if you look at the amount of cereal that most people eat in a bowl, yeah, I, I, I eat about that volume. Now, do you ever have a piece of toast like shaved bread? I, I don't. I don't. I could. I could. We've had shaved bread on here recently again, yeah, and uh, I had a doctor bread. out of uh, California who uh, has the Millennium Diet out there and his book, and he bought. He comes to Oregon to buy Dave's bread. So, do you eat Dave's bread? I do. Yeah, we, we when we eat bread, we always eat Dave's bread. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's a it's a hundred percent whole grain, uh, low low added fat, wonderful bread. And we we use it for sandwiches later in the day. I I, I don't happen to eat bread at breakfast. You certainly could, but I don't. Now, for lunch, what do you what do you recommend that people might consider? Uh, because today we have a challenge, and I've been doing a lots of work on uh, out there with our media on uh, the computer and health, Dr. Payton. The computer is causing a, a computer eye strain. It's causing carpal tunnel. It's causing gout, gastric juices, lack of sleep. Some of these people have jobs that are sitting at a computer. If somebody didn't get to work that day, there might be at the computer for 20 hours a day to fill somebody else's shoes. Um, what do you think people should be eating during the day as a picker-upper? Not that energy drink, everybody. I'm well, sorry, if, world. If, I don't believe in it. If you, eat, if you eat this way, you will not be snacking because it won't occur to you. Okay. The, the calories trickle in over hours, which means... Okay. You you don't have that end of the morning slump, or I used to okay. really crash at 5 p.m. at work, and if if there were candy around, um, I would I would the craving as a eat, eat, uh, the cravings would hit. But yeah. on this diet, the the calories trickle in over hours, and I can't tell you how important that is. So you don't wind up hungry. So for lunch, well, you know, uh, I must be doing something with the pancreas then. That kind of eating. It's, it's because the just, pancreas will shoot out what you need if you've given it what it required. 
right? Exactly. So, so what I have for lunch is we, my wife and I prepare large quantities of bean soups, casseroles, enchiladas, lasagna, all with recipes where all the ingredients are whole foods from plants, not a lot of salt, not, not added, little if any added oil, and we freeze them in individual containers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we can't go buy healthy food as a TV dinner. We make our own, quote, TV dinners. So for lunch, I'll have cut up veggies, I'll have a salad, I'll have an enchilada or a piece of lasagna, or more, more frequently, actually, bean soups or, or casseroles that we And we have to remind the audience, it's like a vegetable, a veggie enchilada. It, yes, it's made with ingredients that are whole foods from plants. Mm-hmm. And for dinner, uh, we have the same type of entrees, uh, uh, plus a salad. Uh, dessert is uh, usually uh, something made from whole fruits with uh, not not sweetened and, and not cooked, but, but whole fruits uh, made with the blender. Now, and we only have about two minutes left. Is there... Um, but, but there's one thing I'm going to ask you before I let you close with your, uh, this has been an exciting show. Um, uh, what would you use, let's say a person has a craving for something sweet. Do you believe in that some of those new sweeteners out there that are from the cactus plant and their liquids and, and with some of those other sweeteners, well, not sugar, but well, well, stevia is is a non-calorie sweetener, so right. that just makes something taste sweet. And I I don't personally know anything bad about that, but the 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 agave syrup is fructose and water. That's yeah, that's that yeah. is not particularly better for you than hot okay. fructose corn syrup. Okay. Um, even if it's organic, it's it is. Extracted calories, no micronutrients, okay. no fiber. Okay, we just have a minute left, and I'll let you tell the world what you think is important. I'll tell you. I'll tell the world what I think is important. The health outcomes from this diet are staggering. Could reduce our health care costs by seventy-five percent, and I didn't make that number up. And you need to know this for yourself, and you need to decide. The books are the China study, and Prevent and reverse heart disease. You Excellent. owe it to yourself to read these books. And what you have said before, if you want to be healthy and you want to live, you better learn how to have a better diet. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. I know you've probably been in surgery all day. You're exhausted. But uh, this is a very special, uh, the world needs to hear that we've got to change our lifestyle on this planet and live to be healthier. And then we won't be complaining so much about and have so much stress. And I want to thank you for being with us. Certainly. It's a pleasure. You have a nice day and be well. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. Wow. Oh, I know. I feel a son is saying that. I've said this for years on my show. Wow. Um, but what a show. I think Dr. Payton gave us something for all of us to learn. Your diet is who you are. Yes, you can have a cheat once in a while, like he would say. But remember, you are what you eat. And if you get exhausted and very stressed out, I've been studying nutrition for 40 years. I do drink 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. I've gotten into tea now, and I love my whole grain uh, loose leaf teas. But the diet is so important to our mental conditions of what we want to achieve to be good at what we do. 
And if you find yourself complaining during the day or exhausted or blurry-eyed or dry-eyed and all the things that go with dry eyes are the first trigger to let you know there's something wrong with your diet. You need to learn to study. He talked about the China diet. He talked about the pre- to prevent and reverse heart disease. Now, just remember, we've known some young people out there who've had heart, heart disease and heart failures recently. But remember to be, uh, drink your 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. That is vital to you. And the power of water on this earth is very vital to the whole planet being there for eternity. I want you to learn that earth has a secret. Embrace your life every single moment. But earth does whisper very c- quietly. Don't take everything with you. Leave something behind. Be immortal. It is very important. P- pay something forward. I want to thank you for listening today, and be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 